0: But August 3rd, 2017, as I sat handcuffed in the back of a police car, I realized that I've got issues. I realized that there was something holding on to me and controlling me, and because of that addiction, it cost me everything. to I
1: Got Issues, a podcast offering hope and healing for the hurts, habits, and hang-ups we all experience. Thank you for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to I Got Issues. My name is Hadley Baker. I am your host, and this is the podcast where we have real talk about the issues that we all face So I wanna just welcome you in. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. I believe it's going to inspire you and encourage you as we talk about the fact that all of us, no matter who we are, where we come from, what our story is, we all have issues. So this is just going to be a safe place where we talk about those things in a real and honest way. So I wanna ask you a quick favor before we get started here. If you find today's content to be in any way helpful, if it encourages you, lifts you up, inspires you, does anything positive in your life, it would mean so much to me if you would please tell a friend. Just simply share this with a friend and invite them to be a part of this community. I would be so grateful for that. Something else you can do to help create more exposure and more visibility for this podcast is to leave a review. So whatever platform you happen to be listening on, if you wouldn't mind just taking a quick moment to write a review, I would certainly appreciate that. So thank you so, so much for doing that. If you were not with us last week, Well, first off, let me say you need to go listen to last week's content. Uh, The episode was entitled, Who Could You Be If You Were Free? And we just unpacked some crazy good stuff. You got to go and check it out. So, so good. But also we talked about just some of the logistics and pragmatic elements of how this podcast will work moving forward. And so we said that our normal rhythm will be to drop a new episode every other Tuesday. So obviously today is not two weeks from last Tuesday, so this is actually a bonus episode. But we will also meet again on whatever platform you are on. Just come back next Tuesday. We will be right back here with another episode of I Got Issues. Uh, But moving forward, for the most part, we will be releasing new content every other Tuesday. So we're excited about the conversations that are to come. So as we dive in today, I wanna echo something I said previously that I think bears repeating. And it's simply that all of us are broken. That at the end of the day, we're just people. And people are imperfect, people are flawed. This is the human condition. But one of the things we said last week is that our brokenness manifests in different forms. It comes out in different ways, you might say. So for some of us, our issue or our brokenness is a hurt. For others, it's a habit, and still for others, it's a hang-up. And I won't unpack all that again. You can go back and listen last week as to what all of those labels imply. I'm only revisiting this because I need you to know that as we move forward through each episode, that as we have different guests who come on to share their story, that their story will be filtered through one of these three forms of brokenness. They're either coming on here to, to talk about a hurt or to talk about a habit, or to talk about a hang-up. And today, we want to just kind of zero in on this area of habits. And we want to talk specifically about addiction. And for me, this is content and subject matter that is deeply personal because it's a part of my own brokenness. It's part of my story and my journey. So much so that I'm actually writing a book right now I talked about it last week, but later this year, I will release a memoir called I Am Not Your Slave, where I'm actually telling my story of how getting mixed up in pornography as a 12-year-old boy followed me into my adult life. That literally, that one introduction would plague me and jam me up for decades, and it brought a lot of pain and destruction to my life. But God in His grace has brought healing, He has brought freedom, and a lot of that is what is driving me to reach out to others. I want others to find freedom from addiction. Today, as I was preparing for our time together, I got online and jumped on Collins Dictionary and actually looked up the definition to the word addiction. And I thought the wording was so appropriate. It defined addiction as the state of being enslaved, to a habit or practice or to something that is psychologically or physically habit forming. This is a definition, a picture of addiction. It's slavery. It's true slavery, that you are not free, that there is something that is controlling you and dominating you and owning your very life. I'm telling you, when we use the word slavery, it's not an exaggeration, it's not an embellishment. Addiction is a horrific reality, and it impacts so many people. And some of you listening today know exactly what I'm talking about. You know that I'm telling the truth because you are battling addiction yourself, and it's destroying your life. You hate what it's doing to you, and yet you can't stop. Can I just speak life over you right now if you find yourself in that situation? I want you to listen to me. There is hope. I know you're in a dark place, I know it feels like this addiction has you in its grip and you cannot break free, today you're going to hear a true story, an inspiring story of someone just like you who has been where you are. Not only do they know what it's like to live as a slave to addiction, as you're going to hear it today, they know what it's like to be set free. I wanna invite you now to listen to the testimony of my friend, Andrew Carlisle.
0: Hello everyone, my name is Andrew Carlisle and this is my story. A little about me, I was uh, born and raised in Texas, spent the majority of my life in the North Texas area and I'm very proud to have a family with a history of military service. My father served in the Army, his father served in the Air Force, My other grandfather, of whom I am named in honor of, served in the Army. So growing up, I always had an appreciation for those who served in the military. And from a young age, I always wanted to do it for myself. So April of 2014, I listened to the United States Army, shipped off to Fort Benning, Georgia, for my one-station unit training, and began my career as a United States Army Infantryman. When I left for the Army, I carried a lot of bags with me, but I wasn't aware of some of the spiritual baggage that I was carrying with me. Baggage of insecurities, of anxiety, of depression, of loneliness, of isolation. When I realized that what I was experiencing, I needed a coping mechanism. I needed a way to medicate it. And right before I left for basic training, I had turned 21. And like most young kids that turned 21, you decide to exercise that right to drink alcohol. So when I got to my duty station, I started experimenting with different kinds of beers and whiskeys, and later different types of hard liquor. When I started drinking, I was what I call a curious, patriotic weekend drinker. And I'd just have a good time with friends. I'd go out and meet people, you know, become friends with the guys that I'm serving with. But eventually, army life began to kick in. You see, when you're serving in a combat profession, your job is to kill the enemies of the United States. And that has more weight than you can imagine. You're carrying all the weight on your back. You're up before the sun's up. You're down after the sun's already set. And then you repeat. You see, what started off as being a curious weekend drinker became a daily activity. And when you're stationed in a place where it rains 9 to 10 months out of the year, that means you're training in all that rain. And we have a saying in the army, if it ain't raining, we ain't training. So it's cold, it's wet, it's miserable, and all that negativity begins to feed on you. All those negative emotions were never put to rest. I never did anything with them, so they began to grow. There was a time in april 2015 we had a training event in yakima washington and i don't remember exactly what happened but one of my best friends still one of my best friends to this day by the name of nicholas carlock he began to be suspicious and as time passed not only he but my platoon sergeant began to be suspicious and they began to notice something was different about me and so they kept pushing my buttons they kept following me and one day my platoon sergeant pulled me to the side he said you're not leaving the spot until you tell me what's going on and i just told him I just had thoughts about killing myself and so him and my best friend began to take measures to make sure I was okay but over time all these negative emotions kept eating me alive these insecurities these feelings that I wasn't good enough that I wasn't doing as good as I should be I've always been self-condemning I've always been one to condemn myself and beat myself up oh you worthless idiot you'll never amount to anything this world would be a better place if you were dead all these things were a daily for me there were things that I constantly told myself I wasn't being good enough I wasn't you know living up to what i thought i could be i didn't want people to see me as a failure i didn't want people to see me as this guy who was thinking about taking his life and so i began to hide it why not drink some more why not drink heavier liquor and see if alcohol will be able to take these thoughts away but as i come to find out alcohol makes you more depressed so when i was using alcohol to try to cure that depression in reality it was only making it worse i began drinking heavier and heavier and I began drinking in the mornings. I began drinking during my lunch breaks. I began drinking throughout the night. And then during this time, I remember hearing a story that there was a soldier who committed suicide by driving head on into a brick wall at the local cemetery on base. And I began to have that suicidal intention that I was gonna do the same thing. I began to plan that I was gonna drive into something as fast as possible and crash it as hard as possible so that way I didn't feel anything and that way it did my life. And it was during that time where all my NCOs, leadership of all kinds, my peers, everyone began to notice and they decided they were going to take action. But despite this, I still remained clutched to the bottle. I was still drinking, just I wasn't drinking for the same reasons anymore. So in 2017, my mental health was at probably the best that it's been during my army career. I was excited. I was passionate. I got to go overseas and train with uh, some other countries' armies. got to go to Thailand, South Korea, the Philippines had a great time, ate a lot of great food. And during that time, I passed my promotion board. It was decided I would be promoted to the rank of Sergeant. And when getting back to the States a few months later, I'd go to a leadership school called Basic Leader Course. And that was a required course in order to be promoted to the rank of Sergeant. During the, my time in Washington, there were two places that I loved to give my business to. One was a pizza joint called Forelli's. The other was an Irish pub called McNamara's. They're owned by the same people. They had amazing food, amazing service. And I always had an amazing time there. One day on August 2nd, 2017, I was about halfway through the leadership course, and most of the time when I went out to eat, I'd have a couple drinks, and I try to limit it there. But you know that never stopped me from drinking and driving. In fact, this wasn't my first time drinking and driving, but it also wasn't my last. So I had a couple drinks, and I ended up meeting the guy who was there for a training event. I was like, "Hey, man, let me buy you a drink." So I did, and he returned the favor. After that, we met some other people, had a great time, started bouncing forth back between the pizza joint and the pub, and by the time the restaurant closed around midnight, I had about a dozen drinks in my system, beers, whiskeys, rums, and the like, and I decided I was good enough to drive. So I got into my truck, I put on Merle Haggard's hit song, I think I'll just stay here and drink, and I started driving. Got down the road about 100, 200 feet, and I ended up running past a stop sign right as the cop was pulling up. The cop does a u-turn pulls me over i get charged with the dui i get kicked out of the leadership school i was in i lost my promotion to sergeant and because i made a criminal offense while attending a leadership school it was decided that i was going to be chaptered or kicked out of the army so in the span of a few hours and a hundred dollars spent on alcohol my career in the united states army had come to an end from being handcuffed in the back of that police car to being in my commanding officer's office waiting to hear that I'm being chaptered, to being in the courtroom waiting for the judge to tell me my verdict. I came to that realization head on, I've got issues. But I didn't have just one. It wasn't just that alcohol was in charge of my life. It wasn't just that my life was being over as I knew it, that my childhood dream had immediately come to an end. But I was met with another issue. I'd been running from God. You see, my DUI reminded me of the story of Jonah. Here you have a prophet called by God to go somewhere, decides he's going to go the opposite direction and God says, you're not getting out of it that easy. I still have a plan for your life. So what does God do? He sends a whale. He sends a whale to get Jonah back to where he needed to be. You see, God didn't cause my DUI, but he sure did use it for his purpose. He used his DUI to get my attention. One to tell me that alcohol had too much control over my life and two that he wasn't done with me yet that he still had a purpose you see i grew up in a christian home we went to church we prayed we read the bible you see there were times in high school where i had amazing encounters with god i thought about going to bible college serving as a pastor but here i sat with the images in my head of those police uh, lights flashing all over the place Hearing voices in my head saying, man, did you hear about what Andrew did? Man, can you believe that he blew it? He was about to be promoted as sergeant. He was about to go overseas on his first deployment. He had so much ahead of him and he blew it. I had all these negative voices in my head, but thanks be to God, that wasn't the only voice in my head. I heard the voice of God say, hey, Andrew, I'm not done with you yet. I still have a plan and purpose for your life. God was gonna show me just how good he was and just how good his plans for me were. When my time to the army came to an end and I moved back home, I would like to tell you that that is where my sobriety took off. I would like to tell you that I completely surrendered over to God, that I learned my lesson and I was never going to do it again. Unfortunately that wasn't the case. I picked up right where I left off. I went back to drinking my favorite beers, my favorite whiskeys, my favorite mixed drinks. And during that time, one of my best friends from the army and he was on a road trip and stopped by my house and we had a lot to drink. And the next day, I went to work, hungover. Not only was I hungover, but I was still illegally drunk. When I was driving to work, I was bear hugging the wheel trying to stay in between the lanes without throwing up all over the place. Had there been a cop on the road, I would have easily have gotten my second DUI and be behind bars. When I got to work, I felt the presence of God put his arms around me and he said to me, do you want to keep on pretending that you have this under control or are you ready to surrender? And hearing that gracious voice of God made me realize I have to surrender this. I can't keep doing this. So on May 11th, 2018, I grabbed my beers, my whiskeys, my rums, and I poured them all down the drain. On May 11th, 2018, God delivered me from alcohol. On May 11th, 2018, I completely surrendered all of myself over to God. As I currently sit here, I am approaching five years of sobriety. There's been some mountain highs and there's been some valley lows. I'm reminded of a saying that my pastor told me in the beginning days of my sobriety and it's stuck with me ever since. Great battles are evidence of a greater calling. In Proverbs chapter 23 verses 29 through 35, in the new living translation says this: "Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns trying out new drinks. Do not gaze at the wine seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smoothly it goes down. For the end it bites like a poison snake, it stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations and you will say crazy things. You will stagger like a sailor tossed at sea, clinging to a swaying mass, and you will say they hit me but I didn't feel it. I didn't even know it when they beat me up. When will I wake up so I can have another drink? After I read this passage, I realized I can't go back to drinking. I would use this as a base for my sobriety. See, over the next few months, I had many battles, many trials, many temptations. Many times I wanted to throw in the towel and quit, but I clung to God and His word. I would quote these passages. I would quote scriptures such as, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free, therefore never again submit to a yoke of slavery. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So many times I wanted to give up. So many times I tried to give up. You see, if it was up to me, I would have relapsed a long time ago and we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I either would have drunk myself to sleep or I probably would have died drinking and driving. But thanks be to God who gave me the victory through my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There are so many times where I craved it and I could taste it I said, God, please let me do it. And he said, you're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. And here I am five years sober. I'm not sure where you're at today. I'm not sure the issues you're going through. I want to say that not only I, but so many people are willing to walk with you through those issues. And please know that you are not alone through whatever you're going through. If there's one thing that I can share with you from my testimony, from my personal experience, is that surrendering to god was the best decision of my life i want to encourage you whatever issues that you're going through surrender them over to god be like god i have these issues be as real and raw as possible god i'm addicted to porn i'm addicted to sex i'm addicted to drugs i'm addicted to alcohol whatever issue you're going through be honest god's not surprised by it he's seen it he knew the numbers of the hairs on your head before he even formed you in your mother's womb He knows everything about you, he's not surprised. Just like me, when I admitted to God that I was an alcoholic, he responded to me, thank you. And he's going to do the same for you. He's going to say, thank you for taking that first step, now let me guide you. Surrender to God.
1: What an incredible story we have heard today here on I Got Issues. The testimony of Andrew is a reminder to us that there is no one God cannot change. No matter how far gone you may think you are in your addiction or with any issue you may have, you are not so far gone that God can't bring you back. You know, Andrew talked about running from God and believing that He could manage his life better on his own than god ever could but his story is a reminder that freedom actually happens when we surrender it's counterintuitive and it doesn't make sense to our human understanding how do i find freedom when i surrender did you know jesus said it's actually when we give up our life that we find it it's in letting go and allowing him to take control that we find the joy and the peace and the life that we are craving so desperately on the inside. Addiction at the end of the day is just a counterfeit God. It's the thing we run to for peace and comfort and escape. But as we've heard today, it may give you pleasure in the short term, but in the long run, addiction is going to enslave you. It's going to wreck your life. But the beautiful news is that there is hope. You can find freedom, and I hope that today's story has reminded you, you're not alone. You're not alone. That there are others going through what you're going through. Sometimes the voice in our head would try to convince us that no one understands. No one gets it. No one knows what I'm experiencing. Can I just say to you today, that's not true. That is a lie. That you have heard a story today of someone who not only struggled with alcohol, but with anxiety and depression and suicide. Someone who had beliefs and thoughts in their head that told them they, they weren't worthy, that they weren't good, that they didn't matter. Man, I wonder today what lies you have believed about yourself that you deserve this, that you're damaged goods, that no one will ever love you, that you're just a screw up in this life, that you can't change, that you should just give up because this is who you are. I'm telling you, it's when we surrender and recognize, man, I can't fix me. I need help. I need a savior. That's when we find hope. And I told you in the opening episode, this podcast is not about trying to push something on you. It's just people like myself who have found hope and found healing trying to spread this message to other people who desperately need it. See, I just believe there's someone listening today, and you are at the place where you are ready to surrender. You're ready to take your hands off the steering wheel of your life and say, God, I give up. I I don't want to be in control anymore. I want to give my life to you. I wanna say to you just very simply that placing our faith in Jesus is not just about believing that he exists, but it's about coming to the place where you're not just inviting him to save you from your pain or your brokenness or the effects of sin in your life. It's actually inviting him to be the Lord of your life, to call the shots, to lead you and to guide you, that you're giving him control and allowing him to teach you and show you how to live. And today, I just believe someone is ready to do that. That you've spent enough time in your life being in control and you're ready to surrender that control to Him. If that's you today, I just wanna lead you in a simple prayer. Right there where you are, you can cry out to God and He will hear you. He will answer your prayer. And let me just tell you, prayer is not about our words nearly as much as it is about our heart that we're not just mumbling words or repeating words that are somehow magical. No, it's about our heart conveying our earnest desire to surrender and give God control. And so I wanna just lead you in this simple prayer. Yes, pray it with your mouth, but more importantly, mean it with your heart. Just pray this with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I know I need you. I need your healing. I need your freedom. And most importantly, I need your forgiveness. I know I have lived for myself. I've done things my way. And I ask you to forgive me, to wash me clean, to take away my sin, and to put your spirit inside of me. I desire the life that only you can give. And so today I invite you to be not only my savior, but to be my Lord, to lead me, to guide me, and to walk with me. Thank you for dying on the cross so that I could be brought back to right relationship with God. And thank you for loving me as I am, but not leaving me as I am. I pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friend, if you prayed that prayer today, let me be the first one to say congratulations to you. You have made literally the greatest single decision you will ever make in your life for all of eternity, and I'm so happy for you. Let me just tell you that inviting Christ into your life does not mean everything is going to be perfect immediately, that you're not going to feel weak or tempted or any of that. You heard Andrew talk about it, that his recovery has been messy. There's been moments and times where he has felt weak and felt the cravings try to come up on him, and moments when he even wanted to go back. But God has just given him the strength to move forward. So don't worry so much about what the process looks like. Just rejoice in the fact that you have committed and that you know God is with you. But there are also a couple of things I want to say to you as we bring this to a close. The first one is simply this. We would love to hear from you. If you will visit the show notes, you will see some contact information where you can reach out to us. And we would love to just connect with you, talk with you, give you some next steps that you can take, and also just encourage you on this new journey. But something else we have created specifically for this listening community is a Facebook group where everyone can come together who listens to I Got Issues. To encourage one another, share prayer needs with one another, to just talk openly about struggles and issues and weaknesses, and to just have a safe place to come to find encouragement, support, and strength. All of us need that. So I would encourage you to visit the show notes. You'll see the link for our Facebook page there. And jump on there, get connected, and discover that you are not alone in your process of healing and finding the life that God created you to experience. There are others who are in the same boat that will walk with you. So check that out. I cannot wait to see you again. Reminder, we meet one week from today, next Tuesday, for our next episode of I Got Issues. I look forward to seeing you then. Talk to you soon. Thank you for streaming this episode of I Got Issues. If you found this content to be helpful in any way, help us expand our online community by leaving a review and sharing this podcast with a friend. If you have ideas for future episodes, we would love to hear from you. Please visit the show notes for contact information. Until next time, take care, everyone.